How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, and always live on on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good Saturday morning, Chicago. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. 670 The Score or your free Odyssey app, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. I am David Haw, along with Bruce Levine, talking baseball like we do every Saturday morning throughout the year, presiding over our own version of Sox Fest this weekend while still wondering if the Cubs are actually <laughs> going to start their offseason before spring training. Good morning, Bruce. We have, uh, you're right, it's Inside the Clubhouse Fest every Saturday <laughs> here from 9 to 11. Uh, we, uh, it's Bruce a knockoff Fest. of uh, Sox Fest. I like yeah, Bruce Fest yeah. better. Well, Bruce Fest, that's, I like that's something that. else. We'll get into that. <laughs> David, yeah, look, uh, another beautiful day in Chicagoland. I can see outside my window about three feet. And uh, it's just uh, 18 days till spring training. So oh, my gosh. There's... Seriously? I mean, there's, sun, there's sunshine in the future for Chicago fans. I hope you're there's right. Actual, because there is a sun out there. Bruce, I'm a Cub fan, and I'm looking outside, and it is foggy, so that's appropriate because of 18 days till spring training, I don't know that they're going to sign Cody Bellinger in the next 18 days. I don't know if they're going to sign Jordan Montgomery in the next 18 days. Matt Chapman, where's he at? What are they doing? So I think there's a lot to talk about today. We could ask – Joe Girardi, our 10 o'clock guest about the Cub offseason. But, Bruce, we're packed. We have Sox Fest news. We have Sox uh, information and opinions. And we have the Sox general manager, Chris Getz, at 930-312-644-6767. Where do you want to start? Because there's a lot to get to on both sides of town. Well, I'd like uh, some of our White Sox listeners to let us know what they want to hear from uh, Chris Getz. We have our own uh, questions and opinions, but uh, – we are a, uh, a full-service baseball entity here to try to help White Sox fans uh, move forward, and we will we will take your opinions and move them forward to Chris Getz at 9:30. But David, uh, I think you start with um, I, I think you start with with the White Sox and and their version of uh, their winter warm-up this year with uh, the the White Sox uh, fans uh, kind of being um, 
dealt with through the season ticket holders. Okay. I wonder what your thoughts are with, well, here, with here's, the, the way they're, they're doing their version right now. They're doing a mini Sox Fest, season ticket holder events. They have people like Steve Stone in town. They have players in town, Andrew Benintendi, Pedro Grafal. They're doing things for specific season ticket holders in lieu of a Sox Fest, the way we had the Cubs convention. They're not doing anything until next year, they announced on Friday, 2025. They'll celebrate the 20th anniversary of the 2005 World Series champions. That's great to look forward to. Bruce, I would look at it this way. Rather than maybe take a step back and uh, have a a very familiar, appropriate, but cynical look at all this, the Sox have had a good week. The Sox have had a very positive week, I think, from the fan perspective. I'm not a Sox fan, but I I understand the mentality and respect it. But last week we talked about the South Loop, the 78, being identified as a potential site for a future ballpark. Mayor Brandon Johnson this week, he said that the meetings were positive. That's something to get behind. Also, they named a new announcer. The play-by-play announcer to replace Jason Benetti is John Schriffen. He came across very good and positive and strong in his first impression. Energy, enthusiasm, charisma, things you want. So Sox fans this week at least – I think have a reason to be positive. Now, maybe that'll all change when they hear Chris Getz at 930, but I think, you know, you take what you can get. Okay, Pollyanna. I mean, David, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. There's a, there's a lot to be positive about because, how? I mean, a, after 101 losses last year and um, them identifying – players, different players, but nobody who shakes the the world of White Sox fans in the offseason here, uh, they're entitled to uh, at least a, a hall pass until we see the first month of the season and what White Sox baseball is all about. What we're being promised is a better version of White Sox baseball. Mm-hmm. They're not promising us wins, okay? We're not hearing we're going to win 90 games or 80 games. What, what they're promising is a better version of baseball than what White Sox fans have had to watch the last two years. And if that's the case, I think that's a good start. I do too, Bruce, and I'm not telling anybody how to feel about the offseason. I'm just compartmentalizing the past week. You have every reason in the world to feel skeptical about the product on the field. They stunk last year worse than anybody imagined. The expectations going into this season are as low as I can remember. They're in a full rebuild mode, whether or not Chris Getz wants to announce it or not. But I just look at from a PR perspective and uh, the things that we have seen, the headlines that we have read in the past seven days have been ones that have been very, from my standpoint, very difficult to say, well, same old socks. On the field, yeah. Off the field, at least there's something to be encouraged about. I would say so. I mean, look, if you're thinking about a new ballpark and, and nobody think, thinks that this is a PR scam by the White Sox about a new ballpark. They're very serious about it. The city is extremely serious about it. It could be a, you know, a certain win-win for uh, everybody involved. But that aside, you know, White Sox fans are not going to get excited about 2029 this year. They're, they're looking forward to their team and what that's going to be about. Is it going to be watching worthy? They have a new announcer, as you said. You still have Steve Stone uh, sitting there as one of the best analysts in the game of baseball. Even at age 77, 
at, at his peak still, in my opinion, among the very best in baseball. So there, there's that to look forward to. But again, the names are hard for them to decipher right now as to how that'll equate into better baseball and more wins on the south side of Chicago. I want to get your thoughts on a lot of different things, Bruce. I want to go through a few of these things in the first segment in bullet point fashion so we can get your opinion. I said that John Schriffen has been hired as the team's new play-by-play voice. He did make a good, strong first impression in his introductory Zoom, as well as on the Parkinson Spiegel show. What's your opinion of what you heard of John Schriffen? I, I haven't heard him do a game, okay? So I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my opinion once I hear him broadcast. I'm sure he's excellent. I, I don't think the White Sox would go out there and hire somebody that's not good. Um, you know, replacing uh, our friend uh, Jason Benetti is not going to be the easiest thing in the world, but I don't think White Sox fans are going to stop listening to uh, White Sox baseball because Jason left. I think they're they're going to be interested and in see what John brings to the party. And I, what I heard, I, I like. You know, he said, I'm not going to try to be uh, Jason. I'm not going to try to be Hawk Harrelson. I'm not going to try to be Bob Elson. Well, maybe he didn't say Bob Elson. But... <laughs> He's going to be his own version. Hit the younger of, demo, Bruce. Right. Well, I wanted to hit what's left of the older version okay. right now. And, uh, you know, before they leave. Yeah. So, so, you know, David, I, I think there, there's some young, there's some energy, you know, moving the White Sox direction. You know, God knows they need it. You know, I mean, they, they bottomed out so badly this year that, uh, you know, it's, it, the White Sox have become a punchline, you know, for – for bad baseball. So I think the hiring of Chris Getz and the the way that he's gone about my perspective, and I don't expect other people to have this, David, but mm-hmm. my perspective of the people that he hired that I've known and know about in baseball is tremendously encouraging for the future of the Chicago White Sox. These are outstanding baseball people. It's not Kansas City East. It's some terrific baseball people who uh, should bring a tremendous amount of energy and intelligence to the White Sox as they move forward and try to build a good ball club. You mentioned Steve Stone. He is still at the top of his game. He was on the Mullion Haw Show on Friday morning, and I asked him about the Sox's plan for Garrett Crochet, the 24-year-old lefty who has had some injury issues, still has electric stuff, Bruce. And this is what Steve Stone had to say about the plan for Crochet. Well, I think they're going to try to try a few different people in the rotation but I don't think necessarily that Garrett is going to be locked into that rotation, especially off the top. You know, there, there was a very good team for many years that, that raised uh, a whole stable full of wonderful pitchers. And they are, they were the Baltimore Orioles. And what they did with a lot of their pitchers, they put them in the bullpen first. I mean, Dennis Martinez threw a perfect game, won 245 games, came up with Baltimore, and became a wonderful pitcher, and he started out in the bullpen because that's where you can learn how to pitch without the pressure because you can be inserted into situations that don't have much pressure if you're a pensman. You can't do that if you're a starting pitcher. So I don't rule out Garrett Crochet being a starter. I think eventually he's probably ticketed for that. But right now I'm not sure exactly if that's where he's going to start. He could. But who knows? There's there's a, there's a few different uh, candidates for the rotation, and it could very well be that uh, Kopech and uh, and Crochet wind up at least for the start 
starting out of the bullpen and see what happens. Because one of the advantages that you have in this day and age of baseball, if you have that multi-inning guy out of your pen, that guy that can go two or three innings consistently out of your bullpen, that's a huge advantage on the rest of the pen and, to a certain extent, the starting rotation. So with a couple of guys like that in the pen to start at least, it might be an advantageous situation. Bruce, your thoughts on Crochet and what Steve Stone had to say about that? You know, Crochet's been an injured pitcher, okay? A big arm, initially ticketed to be a starting pitcher when they drafted him very high a couple of years ago. Uh, they brought him along, just like Steve said, in the bullpen. Uh, that didn't work out. He got hurt. Uh, I, I think he's a bullpen pitcher until he proves otherwise, okay? Yeah. You're trying to build trying to build 150 innings for uh, Garrett Crochet, I, I don't think any of us have that kind of time. You know, you, it's, you drafted him where you drafted him, not because he could be a multi-inning versatile relief pitcher. You drafted him where you drafted him because you wanted him to be a front-line starter. Don't you have to give him a chance to do that? I think you do, but, uh, you know, how much time do you want to put into this? How many years do you want to wait for him to build his, his pitch count? Okay. Now, if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers and if the – if the, uh, if the White Sox have a future look at their rotation and starting pitchers like the Dodgers do, where uh, Andrew Friedman always says, okay, let's have, let's have 10 pitchers, 10 starting pitchers, and we're, we're not going to ask, some of them can only, we'll only ask them to pitch 80 to 100 innings, okay? They're all good. We're going to win 100 games no matter what. So this is how we're, we'll go about our uh, rotation. Well, not, not that many people have that type, those type of arms to offer uh, in the major leagues like the Dodgers have over the years. But you, you can build a, a rotation up of guys that, and we're, we're seeing it more now and now with, you know, uh, guys that are only averaging 4.9 to 5 uh, innings now in Major League Baseball. You know, you can see, you know, Crochet building up to, four or five inning pitcher you know it's it's kind of hard to say but you know um four or five innings times you know 30 is a uh, 120 is 120 the new 175 moving forward for starting pitchers you know especially guys with hinge injury pass probably yeah, that's the yeah, number just, you're looking at yeah I, I i i hate to be this guy but i will be either can start or you can't your arm's going to hold up or it isn't babying a, a guy's arm over two or three years to try to get him to 100 innings, I don't see the point to it. If he's got a, if he's a power arm and he can help you, he's a bullpen pitcher. That's his career. He can make his money that way. He can make an impact that way. Don't ask them to be. I mean, I mean, we're still dealing with who is Michael Kopech? Oh my okay? gosh, that's a great right? question. When so when Steve Stone said Kopech on Friday, I I, I kind of kidded Mully because he didn't realize it, but he rolled his eyes because I think we're, Chicago is rolling its eyes at the idea that Michael Kopech is going to be somebody you depend on in the Sox rotation, and yet that's the situation they're in. He's been a bullpen pitcher since the day he was born. Okay, remember him uh, seven years ago throwing 104 on the sidelines. Okay, that that is a that's a bullpen pitcher, okay? Let him go back to the bullpen. Let him throw, um, you know, in 50 or 60 games. Let him be a closer. Let him get his arm back. Don't ask him to be someone he isn't. You know, that's my humble opinion. Speaking of patience, as always is necessary when it comes to prospects. Our guys at MLB Pipeline, including Jim Callis, released the top 100 prospects according 
to MLB.com. That was interesting on Friday, Bruce. The Cubs have more prospects in the top 100 than any other team with seven. But I also thought it was very interesting to see Colson Montgomery, the highest-rated Chicago prospect at number nine for the White Sox. We'll talk to Chris Getz about that timetable. Everybody seems to be in a little bit of a hurry. I would like to see him sooner rather than later. What surprised you about the list, and was that higher than you expected Montgomery to be? Well, the Cubs added one by uh, trading for Michael Bush, so he's on that list of his seven guys, okay? Uh, Again, Montgomery, I expect him uh, with good progress the first couple months of 2024 to be playing shortstop for the uh, Chicago White Sox by the second half of the season. I don't see any reason why not. What would be stopping him? The, the kid is Paul tremendously mature. Yeah, well, you know, Paul can play a lot of positions. He's a good ball player. But what I'm saying is, you know, the future is now for the Chicago White Sox. Nothing holding him back. Unless you think the guy is going to be overmatched, um, you know, get him up here and, and start his career because that, if anything, is going to be a really good reason for Chicago White Sox fans to come out and watch their ball club looking at one of the top young left-handed hitters in the game playing shortstop for your team. Bruce, the Sox were out in the community on Friday and earlier this week, and among the things that were discussed was Yoan Mankata's future. Yoan Mankata is another one of those guys that Sox fans, I think, instinctively roll their eyes when they hear, like, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. Kind of tired of waiting. You also heard him talk about wanting to stay with the White Sox over the long haul. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, he was very humble about it, okay? He said, if the White Sox want me, I want to come back. And I asked him if he has resonated with White Sox fans, and he said, I think so. I hope so over the years. Um, but he was you know, very humble about you know, no arrogance whatsoever about his position after being with the White Sox since, since 2017. Seven years. What what are your what are your fondest memories outside of 2019 when he was one of the top players in the game uh, of the Yon Mancada era? What 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 stands out to you? I don't think that there is much that stands out. What stands out is that he's been unavailable and unreliable and inconsistent. <laughs> I, he's got tremendous talent, and I remember meeting him before his first Sox game downtown. I think it was during or before Sox Fest. He was loaded with swagger. He's not ever been lacking confidence, but I just don't think he's backed up the bravado, and that's been disappointing. Uh, being kind, frustrating uh, is, is more realistic in uh, a better word. Bruce, I don't know. I'm surprised that he hasn't been – I think the only reason he hasn't been traded is because teams are fearful of his consistency and availability. Otherwise, I would be in the market to try to deal him. Right, but, you know, they owe, they owe him $24 million, okay, so I don't think anyone's taking that. I will say one thing. Because his offense has been so erratic and his injuries so prevalent, people have uh, not been able to pay attention to the fact that he might be one of the top two or three third basemen in baseball. The position is he makes the position look easy. He is really, really good there. He's made himself into a fine third baseman. Nobody cares, though, when you, you know, you're supposed to be a five-tool player who is uh, sitting at the top of your order, scoring 100 runs, driving in 100, hitting 25 home runs, stealing 30 bases. That's what we were promised uh, <clears throat> when they traded for 
him from Boston uh, for um, <coughs> for sale. sale. Yep, that that was it. Uh, and uh, we haven't seen anything close to that other than in 2019. Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. Three one two. 644-6767. Let's start the conversation with our buddy Mike in Glencoe. Good morning, Mike. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Good morning, fellas. And I'd like to follow up on what your conversation, David, with your with your Steve Stone interview. And there is absolutely no question this was a great week for the Sox in many respects, except for on the field. And you and Steve talked about the possibility of trading Luis Robert. And I'd encourage you to ask Chris Ketz. I know he can't answer it, but why is why are you not trying to trade uh, Robert? We have a Triple A major league roster. We have a Double AA, A Triple A roster. We have our prospects are other than Montgomery. You know, years down the road, Luis Robert is is going to be uh, great for a while, but not when the Sox get good. The timing is off, and it seems to me the only way we really have a chance to rebuild the team is to trade Robert for prospects. I'm concerned we've overrated Cease, uh, but it just it's a bad timing match. We don't need Robert now to stink. We can do that all with, you know, we got enough guys who stink. He's not going to make an impact on the team other than by leveraging him for really top prospects. What do you guys think? Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. Bruce, is Luis Robert being actively shopped? I don't think he's the guy they're trying very hard to trade. Do you? I, I don't think you trade Babe Ruth right now. Okay, that, that's that's probably not part of it. I, I think if you only had a couple of years left of him, uh, but, but the White Sox, I believe, have four years left of Luis Robert. In the case of Cease, it's a totally different story. You got two years left on him, and he's got Scott Boris as the uh, agent. So you know, it's so does it's Robert now. Be, so does Robert yeah. now. But I know oh, what yeah, you're saying. He's Pitchers got four years. Okay, yeah, right. So you have a chance to win with Robert. That's the difference. You don't have a chance to win with Cease over the next two years. So you, you maximize what, what Cease is. You trade him and you get every bit of talent that you can for a pitcher that's going to help somebody else win a championship possibly over the next two years. With Robert, he's somebody that's great to build around. You got four years, and he can also be uh, you know, somebody that people can actually come out and watch and say, hey, we might be a 75-win team, but we have the MVP. He's the best player in baseball. There, there, there's some pride involved in having the best player. And, and he's not far, David, and he hasn't been far over the last three years in being the best player in baseball. Let's squeeze in our buddy Ron on the south side. Good morning, Ron. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Hey, good morning, guys. Agree with you 100%, uh, Bruce. Uh, he's a center fielder. He has the potential to be a goal glove, and a silver slugger. So I, I don't want to even think about that. Regarding uh, Yohan Mankata, he said if the White Sox want him, I hope the White Sox don't want him, okay? And um, Bruce, I also read your column this week regarding Eloy. I don't know what uh, Kenny and Rick were asking for uh, the trade deadline last mm-hmm. year when they didn't take him. I don't care what anyone would have given them for Eloy. The team is supposed to be better defensively. This is one of the most limited baseball players in the game. I mean, you have a DH with 60 RBI, so I, I, I really hope that we don't have to see him. If you're talking about the defense is going to get better. And, um, and, and then um, l- lastly, 
uh, Michael Kopech. Those three guys, to me, really just epitomize um, the failure of, of this team the last few years. So if they can get rid of him, I'd be happy to. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate you checking in. He's right. The Sox have three of those guys who, Bruce, they're the symbols of underachievement, and I think that's the problem. Luis Robert, I would not trade him. I would, yeah. I would shop Dylan Cease, only because the Sox don't have a history of signing uh, ace pitchers to long-term contracts. So you've got to get what you can. I think every situation is different, and they'll take that kind of uh, approach to, to the offseason or whatever's left of it. I, I believe Baltimore is still the team. The Yankees are still in the weeds, but um, Baltimore looks at Dylan Cease as their, their ticket to the World Series. I don't discount that, and they have tremendous talent. So um, they're, they're my favorite for still making a deal with the White Sox before spring training ends. Doesn't matter what we think. It does matter what Chris Getz says. And he will join us next on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast wave and a miss strike three dylan cease with a flourish strikes out otani for the second time tonight we're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. 
Welcome back. It's Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine. Until 11 o'clock, talking baseball. Real quick, uh, two little breaking news things uh, on the score here. And breaking news on the score is brought to you by BetQL. Smarter bets beat b- smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. The Cubs, $9 million, one-year contract. Hector Neris and the Bears are reportedly... According to our guy, Chris Emma, Eric Washington will be the next defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears at House Hall. We'll get to all of that stuff later. But right now, it is our pleasure to bring in the general manager of the Chicago White Sox, Chris Getz. And like all of our guests, Chris joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing great. I've never been on air before when, when news like this is broke. So I feel like this is uh, this is a special one. I kind of wish we would have had you on the air when the Jim Harbaugh news broke, because as a Michigan guy, you probably were <laughs> lamenting that one. <laughs> well, you know, uh, he, he he did what he was set out to do, right? Reestablish the program. Um, you know, his legacy will be strong. I understand what he's doing and what he's done. Uh, and listen, I, I, you know, there, there's there's moments when you look back at your alma maters where you get frustrated, but this is not one of them. Well, we appreciate you joining us, Chris. Let's talk about the White Sox because I think it is a mini Sox fest in town. It is you know, within three weeks of spring training, and there's a, still a lot of conversation about your baseball team and the direction you're headed. How do you describe to season ticket holders that you're meeting with this weekend? How do you describe to people when they ask you, what stage is this Sox rebuild, retool? What stage is the Sox organization at as you take over for your first full season? Well, I know everyone's looking for, you know, the, the um, whether it's a, a retool, a rebuild, um, you know, different stages or phases. You know, going into the offseason, you know, I certainly wanted to improve our defense. We needed to find starter innings. Um, we wanted to build depth with our club. Um, you know, we, we were a team with over 100 losses. So to, to say that this was just going to be uh, reestablished or turned around in a couple months time um would be perhaps uh you know wishful thinking but i do feel pretty good with where we're at i mean i going back to the aaron bummer trade and be able to acquire starting pitching um you know with with soroka um and you know you, you look at some of the defense we we're tr- able to acquire there with nikki lopez um and just being able to continue to to work towards you know kind of our early uh, early goals and then getting max Stassi and maldonado uh, those types of players to, to, to be around, you know, the Louis Roberts of the world, Eloy Jimenez and Ben Attendee and, and Moncada and Andrew Vaughn. Um, we've got so many guys that have so much to play for this year. Um, and I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think I've been part of a club that, um, you know, each, so many individuals have so much at stake. And if that's channeled properly, we can, we can do some things here. So are we done? Of course not. Um, are we always looking to continue to upgrade our roster? Of course, whether it be in the starting pitching, relievers, we just signed John Brebbia. Um, we're still looking to, to, to find some outfield help, and um, certainly a lot of uh, attention has been towards Dylan C. So, um, you know, we started working on this early. We have not stopped working, and we'll continue to do that up until uh, opening day, but perhaps even into the season. David, you and I are talking to the, the most recent Hall of Fame inductee from Gross Point High School uh, in Gross Point, Michigan. <laughs> Congratulations, Chris, uh, on, on going in this. I know it's 
you were there this weekend for the induction. So hopefully it's, it's uh, just one of many, many more that you go into uh, throughout your career. Uh, I appreciate you saying that, you know, I, I, it's always enjoyable getting back to the hometown, my hometown. I had so many impact, impactful people in my life, um, whether it be sports or not. Um, and, and being able to come back here and celebrate And I, you know, I will say this not to go on a tangent about, um, youth sports, but, um, you know, we talk about growing the game, growing the game of baseball and where, you know, where it's, where, where it's going, where it's been here with travel sports. I grew up in a community that, that has been able to preserve little league baseball. And, and the reason I say that is because it, it has allowed youth to play longer in their career and their life because community baseball doesn't get, um, you know, it, it's much different than travel baseball where, where, you know, you're not playing with your community members and all of a sudden it gets so competitive. Someone that perhaps is just an average player but enjoys playing can play a little bit longer and therefore becomes a fan of the game and, and comes to our games and watches games. So at a grassroots level, I've always kind of appreciated what my hometown does, but that's beyond the point. I was happy to be back here and looking forward to get back into Chicago next week. Speaking of so youth, I'm, speaking I'm of sorry, youth baseball, uh, Chris, congratulations, by the way. I think it is great. Colson Montgomery was the highest-rated Chicago prospect on MLB Pipeline's list of 100 prospects at number nine. Everybody wants to know, you're going to be asked, what is his timeline? What's realistic for Colson Montgomery in a White Sox uniform in 2024? You know, Colson, you know, I I remember when we took him and and certainly uh, personally got to know him and, you know, with someone that was from a small town, Indiana, you know, the basketball, the baseball, um, how is he going to take to professional baseball? You know, he, he's moved along quicker than we thought. Um, and, you know, the really talented ones uh, can do that. Um, you know, and that's, that's including some, some, some smaller injuries he's had along the way, and that just speaks to, to the individual, the, the, the makeup, obviously the physical talent. Um, and it's been – last year was just so fun to watch him, um, you know, get back to, to – um, you know, he was A-balled in double-A and then was in the AFL and just continued to impress. He controls the zone. Um, you know, he, yeah, he makes good swing decisions. He's always been, uh, you know, very comfortable in the box. His defense at shortstop continues to improve. Uh, guys like that, you, you know, you hate to cap them. Um, we'll come into spring training and see what it looks like. But I, the way things are trending, I don't think he's too far off of being at the major league level. Um, just a really exciting player. I, I saw the some newer rankings coming out, and having him uh, and Noah Schultz towards the top really speaks to Mike Shirley and his staff, um, and finding you know some some really talented players that perhaps were were not were looked at a little bit differently by other clubs, but getting it right for us, um, at least it looks that way. So uh, very exciting for for White Sox fans. You, you think of the Louis Roberts and the Andrew Vaughns and Colson Montgomery and Noah Schultz and Brian Ramos. Um, there's a lot to be excited about. Chris, I'm going to change the narrative for you uh, when it comes to um, Dylan Cease by asking you, make me a case for keeping Dylan Cease, okay? Because there, there is a ton of intelligent baseball conversation that can take place about why you should trade him. The fact that two years left, you're probably not going to contend for a championship in that time. Scott Boris, the agent. Uh, he'll go to free agency at that time. You can get a ton from a contender for him over the next few years to be able to help the team going forward. But give me a scenario 
where you keep Dylan Cease and a, and a couple reasons why you would? Well, for one, you know, anyone that's been around Dylan, um, and I say that not just as a fan, but, you know, understanding the makeup of the individual. And, I, you know, he, he's a guy that he lives a very clean lifestyle. He's, he, he's been durable with the amount of starts he's made. You look at the quality of stuff that he has. I know that, that teams perhaps or, or others have looked at kind of his surface level numbers, but you look underneath um, and his expected numbers and, and some of our, uh, you know, defensive issues we had last year led to um, perhaps, um, you know, some, some uh, numbers that he's not accustomed to having. So we still know what he's capable of doing. Other teams certainly know their homework. They're very smart, but it's got to line up. And I, I've, I've said this from the beginning, you know, it's talking about our roster and, you know, and being untouchable. That doesn't mean that we've been out there shopping players. Now, if they come to us and I feel like we can both simultaneously raise our floor and the ceiling of our club, then we're going to look at that. We're going to do that. But this is not a, a we're just going to do the deal to, to, because we have to. There's there, there, there perhaps are other opportunities, what, you know, at the trade deadline. And in offseason, you know, teams have, have different mindsets. They're, they're focused in a lot of different areas. You've got free agency. Um, you know, on top of perhaps, uh, you know, converting on a trade. So uh, more than anything, you know, I feel very fortunate to have Dylan Cease on our club, been able to accomplish certainly some improvements um, throughout our roster. Now, if that means that a club calls calls us today and we feel like it's going to, to um, you know, help our, our both short-term, long-term with the White Sox and the Dylan Cease or anyone else on the roster, we're going to consider it. Um, so, you know, there's always risk, uh, and really, you just, you know, you, you've got to, you know, the, you've got to take chances at times. But based on the the, the information that we have, um, you know, we're, we're, they're calculated risk. And if we go into the season, I think there there's a chance that not only he's certainly going to help our club, but you know, if if trade activity picks up at some point, you consider it then. But um, there's a lot of ways to cut this. More than anything, I really like Dylan Cease. I know our fans do as well. He can help us win this year. Um, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with him in the last couple of weeks, um, you know, because I know his name has really been out there um, and people have been speculating moves. And, you know, unsurprisingly, um, Dylan C said, you don't need to worry about me. I get, I get, you know, I, every single day um, I knock out what's in front of me and I just want to be the best baseball player I can. How would you characterize any conversations you've had from teams interested in what it would take to get Luis Robert uh, in a trade. And as it relates to your international scouting strategy that actually landed Luis Robert here in the first place, there was, a, I think, an article in Fangraphs that noted you might be shifting away or changing some of those philosophies. So I guess it's a two-part question, Chris. The Luis Robert market and how your international scouting strategy may have changed. Well, you know, teams have certainly, just like, you know, others on your roster, there's always check-ins based on um, each, you know, team's needs. They're curious what direction, um, you know, we're going to go with our roster because I've been very open about if we can multiply and, and certainly improve our, 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 uh, our team now and in the future, we'll consider it. You know, with Louis Robert, it, it, that, talk about a difficult one. We're talking about four more years of control, a guy that's on the rise, um, you know, played pretty much a full season last year. Um, just elite tools. So, um, yeah, to, to, to find a word of, of what you would need on a return, it would be overwhelming. 
uh, once again, certainly not shopping him. I mean, this is a guy that you build around, um, and, and certainly you factor in the, the amount of control that we have with, with Louis. Um, you know, he's just a very special individual. And once again, up the middle, it's something I've said from the beginning, whether it be catcher, shortstop, second, and center field, um, to find players that, that can secure those positions, I think puts you in a, a really solid uh, um, position for success. So um, happy to have Louis Robert. Certainly, uh, I, do, I don't expect us moving him, uh, you know, in the, in the next couple of weeks prior to spring training. But some teams, you know, naturally have called on him. Now, in regards to our international process, you know, we, we have converted on some really high-profile players that, that, that certainly on our major league club, you know, with, with some of the adjustments along the way, it's really just an emphasis on, on some of our pitching. That goes with on the development side as, as well as, acquiring certain pitchers that we feel like we can really help and improve their game. Um, so it's, it's kind of a deeper infrastructure statement and, and um, process more than anything. And, and we've really done well in, in emphasizing certain things down at our academy and our lower minor leagues to really welcome some of the international players um, who, who have the attributes to be uh, successful, you know, down the road in their professional careers. Chris, uh... David and I appreciate your time today. In closing with you, I'm, I'm going to ask you about Pedro Grafal. He was hired to be the manager to, to win a championship last year uh, by the, pr- the previous uh, front office. Now he's your manager, and you're hoping he can uh, build, help you build a, a new team, a new champion. Uh, what makes him the right guy moving forward? Well, he, he's, he's a uh, – you know, tremendous communicator, understands the game and all the different aspects that go into an organization. He's very experienced. Um, you know, we've added some staff members along the way that I feel like are going to have strong connections with players, um, you know, whether that be Marcus Thames, Jason Bourgeois, Grady Sizemore, uh, Drew Butera, Matt Wise, and others to really create a strong nucleus for our players. It's not all on, on, on Pedro Grafal. Um, it, it, you know, certainly it starts with myself, our front office, our coaching staff, and, and bringing in players that really fit with, with the direction we're going. So um, Pedro, you know, he, he, he's a guy that always wants to improve himself, improve the team. He's open-minded. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed working with him this offseason and look forward to get going in spring training. Before I let you go, Chris, real quick, are you sensitive to the – Reactions from some people like, boy, the Sox have a huge Kansas City Royal influence. you got a lot of guys who come from the Royals organization. Why would you want to mimic an organization that has not had very much success of late? You hear that a lot. How do you address it? Well, I, I you know, I, I, I certainly, you know, I understand uh, that sentiment. Um, I do, you know, and, and, you know, we're talking about, I guess, you know, I spent two years there in the front office. Obviously, I had my playing days. Um, there's been some front office members along the way, and obviously Pedro uh, spent some time there. Um, but, man, we, we look at Josh Bardfield and, and, and Brian Bannister, Dan Mondry-Cohen, um, you know, and, and various, you know, Paul Janish and, and others. We've got, you know, diversity of thinking is very important. Um, there are, you know, there, there's also a built-in, you know, trust that you have with people that you've worked with before, and really it's blending that all together. Um, you know, each organization is led by, you know, certainly you've got ownership, you've got a, a, a general manager, a president, what have you. And, you know, you shape the culture and direction you want to go. You find the people that 
um, you know, have the qualities that you feel like can fit and work towards what you're trying to accomplish. I don't really care where, where anyone comes from. It could be from the college ranks, um, could be outside of major league baseball in, in other sports. And certainly, um, you know, you grab individuals w- within our industry that can help you. Um, you know, you've got your, it's really about establishing who, who you are, what you want to be and finding individuals that can carry that out and continue to, to develop them. So, yeah, everyone has their starter kit and, and their history, but that doesn't mean that there isn't an evolution. The game changes all the time. If you're not willing to adapt and be aware of what's going to be successful in this game, then you're going to be very limited. Um, but if you can find people that are open-minded and, you know, perhaps they were working in organizations that this was the direction and they were troopers and they were carrying it out a certain way where you bring them in here with a different direction, fresh mindset, diversity of thought, and you evolve with them. So, um, yeah, it, it makes it it makes it fun uh, having people that you know or don't know and growing relationships. But it doesn't mean that we're we're just stuck in our ways. We're we're uh, we've got a bright group, hardworking, uh, genuine people that that I think understand what it takes uh, to connect with players, to grow them, to be the best players that they can be. Um, and that's the mindset. It really is, and regardless of where they come from. Chris, great stuff. Really appreciate your time this morning. Best of luck and enjoy the Sox mini convention. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Chicago Sports Radio 6-7. The score you're listening to Inside the Clubhouse. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. David Haw, Bruce Levine, Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Bruce, Chris Getz, lot there. Sounds like a guy who understands Dylan Cease is probably here, maybe. For a few more months, but that didn't sound very committed to the that idea of long term. You asked him for a scenario to keep Dylan Cease, and he sounded like a guy more likely to trade him. Yeah, I rope doped him, didn't I? You did. I, you did. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was a, it was a tough one because he had to make a case for something that he, he knows in his heart is not likely to happen. Okay, uh, he knows the great value that uh, he has in Dylan Cease right now. And believe me, if Montgomery and, uh, and uh, you know, somebody else eventually gets signed here, if the free agent market gets cleaned up, 
at some point, you know, where uh, there, there's no starting pitching. The White Sox are in terrific shape, and it doesn't appear that Baltimore and the Yankees are going after any of the free agents out there. There's there's a ton of in Dylan Cease, and it's going to continue. The, the only game you play with yourself is if he goes to spring training and he starts, he comes up with a tender arm or a bad uh, hamstring or something that happens to pitchers all the time. Uh, you don't want that to happen. This is a... Uh, a blue chip piece that you need to trade and get the very most for. And ideally it's done before February 14th when the White Sox open their camp in Glendale. It's also Valentine's Day, Bruce. Just want to let you know because they report on Valentine's Day. And I know that uh, you'll never forget that day. I'll have a heart on for you that day. Well, we are going to talk a lot about the Cubs in the second hour. We've got Joe Girardi coming up from Marquee. He can talk about the Cubs offseason, which heated up this morning. Hector Neris, the relief pitcher, signs a one-year, $9 million contract to join the Cubs' bullpen that needs him and can definitely find ways to utilize his skill set. And so we'll talk about that. Also, we'll get to the MLB Pipeline's top 100 prospects. The Cubs have seven prospects among the top 100, more than any other team. Colson Montgomery, the highest Chicago-rated prospect at number nine, the White Sox shortstop in waiting. We'll have it all when we come back. It's inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.